News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. The Ladies Gaelic Football Association has said it is developing a policy around transgender players after there was an objection to a transgender woman playing in a Ladies Shield final in Dublin last week. In a moment, we'll talk to Dara Dempsey, the Education Officer for the Transgender Equality Network Ireland. But first off, we're joined by the Sunday Independent reporter Mark Tighe, who broke the story on. Sunday. Uh, Mark, just uh, tell us about this controversy in relation to uh, the Ladies' Shield final. Uh, Good morning, Shane. Yeah, so um, last Wednesday there was a match between um, um, an an LGFA match, Ladies' Gaelic Football Association match between Nagail, Erica, who are kind of the GAA's first um, specifically open uh, LGBT team um, set up, and where they have a policy of a player can play for you know their their men's team or their ladies' team on on which which uh, team they feel comfortable with. Um, they're playing the FINA E um, up in Moby Road in Glasnevin in a Shield final, a Junior J match, and uh, it was the first time the Gael Era actually won a bit of silverware. They won seven eleven to one o five, and before the match there was an objection from the FINA. They saw um, a transgender player, um, uh, Julia Valentino from Italy who's kind of been out there and quite, quite an outspoken person um, object, who's objected to kind of um, the rules that have come down from world rugby. Um, there's a player who's also played rugby in Ireland um, at a club level. And um, so Nafina objected to the referee, said, um, you know, there's, there's a person there we think, is that, is that a man? Um, the referee, I, um, I'm told by a source at the match, thought it was a backroom player. The match started. Um, after two minutes, um, this player, Julia Valentino, uh, won a high ball. The next time the ball went out of play, the referee went over to uh, Nigel Erica and said, you know, there's an objection to that player. Num- your number 21 is a man. The Nigel Erica captain points, I know that's a transgender woman. Um, and, and the referee basically said, you know, this is the ladies, Gaelic Football Association, and said that there could be an objection or an, an appeal to the match by uh, Nafina. Um, the game did proceed and uh, this player did continue to play, was brought off as a blood sub, came back on, I'm told, and then uh, played up to halftime and was substituted. Now, this kind of erupted as a controversy on Twitter. Was, there was a photograph of the semi-final match uh, with uh, Ballyboat and St. Enders for the same player. It was highlighted, you know, with, um, so was it, you know they're, they're a tall person, they're, um, you know, slightly balding, um, and it, it caused a lot of controversy. It was claimed falsely that the player scored 2-9 in the, in the match when they didn't score at all. You know that it scored half of the the team's points, mm. um, and we, we did ask the ladies, ladies Gaelic Football Association what what are the rules here because some sports have developed very specific rules. They said you know they're they're, they're working with the GAA to develop policy in this area. They they also pointed out to me that you know anyone who's properly registered is allowed to play, and that's kind of where they left it. Uh, didn't, there's no specific rules. I think that they basically have on this at the moment. Okay, uh, did they give a timescale for when they may develop a, a policy or, or rules in this area? No, they're, they're quite sketchy when I try to get them on specific details on how long this, they've been working on this. You know, like, like Nigel Erica obviously been held out, and, you know, uh, both the GA and the LGFA, you know, it's very good development, you know, to encourage um, the LGBT community to play, but no, they hadn't any specific details on when they'd, they would decide or finalise that policy. Okay, uh, uh, Mark Tig of the Sunday Independent. Thanks indeed for uh, talking to us. Let's uh, bring in Dara Dempsey, Education Officer for the Transgender Equality Network Ireland. Uh, Dara, thanks indeed for talking to us. What's your reaction to this controversy, to this story? 
Thanks. Um, I mean, I suppose my, my kind of main thing throughout this whole thing has just been to try and keep a little bit of perspective on this. You know, I think when we talk about kind of the numbers of people maybe that we're looking at in Ireland in terms of trans women, like who are doing sport, like we're talking 1% of the population maybe is trans, um, of which obviously a smaller percentage would be trans women, a smaller percentage again doing like any sport. Um, and then even less in any one sport. So we're not talking about kind of a huge kind of movement of people into women's sport. We're not talking about kind of changing the face of women's sport. Sure, sure, yeah. Really, we're talking about a handful of players in any one sport. And obviously, this whole controversy has erupted because of one person who played one match. Um, and really, when we look at the benefits of sport, when we look at the benefits of sport at local level and the club level, we're looking at kind of mental health, physical health, a sense of community, a sense of belonging. Um, and I think promoting people and, and kind of encouraging people, particularly from a very marginalized community to um, engage with sport and to engage with their local communities is only beneficial. Um, and, you know, you have kind of trans players who are already playing in clubs, who are already welcoming clubs, who are already valued members of their communities and really trying to um, encourage that and trying to appreciate that and value that. It really only enriches us all. Okay. So. Uh, no, absolutely, and and well said, uh, but Tara. I suppose I I've been talking to a number of people about this story, and I actually coach um, uh, women's GA at a or ladies GA at a, at an underage level, and and everybody I've spoken to would echo that, and 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 none of them would be. Uh, biased or, or bigot in any way, and and it will be very much a let, let's a, let's embrace everybody. I suppose the concern that is expressed though is the is the possible safety implications uh, involved in, in a sport that you know can be physical uh, at, at times. And if you have someone who is uh, who is a transgender woman, but is physically and and let's talk in a general sense rather than yeah. about the the game that happened because it's it's not fair to focus on an individual. But in a general sense, if you have someone who is much physically stronger, much physically bigger, playing a game, there is a safety uh, issue for for the the rest of the players playing uh, against that player. Yeah, I mean, I suppose kind of. When you're thinking about that, it's, it's obviously really important to think about player safety, you know, and, and I would obviously be a huge advocate for, for like players across all sports and participants to be safe in, in, in as many ways as we possibly can, obviously in terms of encouraging people to engage with sport as well. Um, I suppose when we talk about trans women, it's really important to remember that there is no one way to be trans. There is no one body type that trans women have. Um, you know, just like any other woman, just like any other person, we, everybody varies in, in size, shape, physicality. Um, not all of that will, will translate into being really good at whatever your sport no, is. Absolutely. Um, as well. But uh, there are also ways of promoting player safety and promoting well-being that don't blanket ban an entire population group because of assumptions that we're making about who they are and how they play. There are ways for coaches and refs to ensure that players are kept safe, just as you would, you know, when there are any other players who are maybe a bit bigger, a bit bigger or maybe a bit stronger than someone on your team, you have ways of ensuring that they are safe. Um, and my understanding, certainly in, in, in ladies football as well, is that it is a non-contact sport too. So I think trying to ensure that um, we're keeping people safe, we're keeping people well, and that that includes our trans players yeah. rather than banning them is going to make our sports uh, better and more more equitable. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right to say that technically uh, ladies GA is a non-contact sport the reality is though and I, and I know this from coaching it I know I've refed games in it 
uh, it it often isn't non-contact because you do have collisions, you know, unintentional collisions, players going for the same ball and and colliding. And people would be concerned that if you have one player who is physically of a much uh, greater stature, physically of a much greater size, um, uh, and uh, that that there is the potential for for real harm to be uh, to be caught, and th- and they are they're genuinely concerned uh, about that. I mean, do do you understand where they're coming from in relation to those concerns? Oh, of course, no, absolutely, of course, I do. I think in any kind of, as you said, I mean, you're, you're, you're very right to point out, like obviously collisions do happen. And I think in any kind of sport where you have that, um, you know, be it, be it football, um, or, you know, soccer, even like basketball, that kind of stuff, like where, where players do collide, I think there just are ways of managing, you know, who's marking who, who's playing against who, so that it is played kind of in, in a fair and equal way. Um, and obviously, you know, ensuring that there are, that there's no foul play, that there is no excess violence, that there's no excess physicality, um, you know, goes a long way to, to making sure that people are safe. There are already, you know, even within women's sports, men's sports at the moment, like there are already players who are, as I said, bigger than others stronger than others faster than others whatever it might be you know people do very hugely um across sports and again i would kind of note as well that we're, we're looking at kind of amateur level sports here club level sports so even you'd have variations in terms of who's played the sport for longer all of that sort of stuff so you know we're already as a, a sports people i think able to to manage that and able to make sure that you know people are being treated fairly and kept safe at the same time just before I let you go, you 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 probably haven't even uh, a story in the Irish Independent say, which you may not have seen. So uh, feel free to to sidestep this question if you if you wish. Uh, the, the the Irish Independent reporting today that the Irish Rugby Football Union may ban transgender women from female contact rugby competitions as it carries out a review of its transgender policy. Uh, it's understood it may follow a recent decision by the uh, English Rugby Football Union to no longer allow transgender women to compete in female contact leads. Uh, do, do you want to comment on that in any way, Dara? Um, I mean, it'll be no surprise to, for you to hear that we're very disappointed. Um, obviously, in that decision as it came out of the UK, um, we have been following the IRFU kind of as it develops. Um, but we, we would obviously be very disappointed in a blanket ban on trans women in rugby for all of the reasons um, just outlined. Um, my understanding, um, and again, bringing it back to that case of perspective, my understanding is a blanket ban on trans women in Irish rugby would affect I believe three, maybe five players across the country. Um, and the impact that that ban would have on, you know, these players who, who just want to play, who just like rugby, who are, you know, as I said, valued members of their local clubs, um, is going to be huge. It's going to have a hugely negative impact on those people, on anybody, any trans person who wants to, to, to play sport, um, not even necessarily to compete, but just to play sport. Um, and, and it's not going to have, I don't think much of an impact on, um, women's sport overall. Again, we're looking at such small numbers of players so we we will leave it there Dara Dempsey education officer for the Transgender Equality Network Ireland and before that Mark Tig Sunday Independent reporter thanks to both of you for joining us let us know your views it's a very contentious issue 53106 at a cost of 30 cent News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with AIR weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk